Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur podcast and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Welcome to this episode, and we're talking about building a property portfolio from scratch. And it is the one thing that is really, really going to change your wealth long term. So I, I'm i quite evangelical about it. I think everyone needs a few property portfolios tucked away somewhere. And we all have to start somewhere. So if you are absolutely brand new to this, just do what I say step by step, and you will end up with a portfolio. It's really not difficult. It really isn't. And it's very much the building block of wealth. If you look around you, you'll find in the rich lists, lots of people who've cottoned onto this and their wealth is perhaps, you know, they, it says that they're an art dealer or something like that. And then beside it, it will say, but has a property portfolio worth X million. That's actually where they make their money. Uh, you know, the Groveners, all these people, they've proved it works. It works for them. It will work for you as well. Now, part of uh, property is quite often doing things that are not continual wealth generator. So rent to rent, trading, deal packaging. These are all really key good income generators, but they won't keep you in money when you stop doing them. And I very much want people to spend their time generating funds to build the asset. And once you've built the asset, it does it for you. It's compact, like compound interest. It just goes on adding up. And you won't be, I hate to tell you this, a multimillionaire on one property because it's little tiny bits of money that all add up together. Now, most of us don't wake up one morning and think, right, my plan is to build a £15 million portfolio. There are some that do, that's fine, but the majority of us don't. The majority of us wake up and go, I want to build a portfolio that will generate this amount of money after tax every single month. That's a very good starting point. You might generate that and build that for yourself, but you probably then have got the bug and go on to build a few more. Doesn't matter. As a property solopreneur, both ways are absolutely possible. It's just nuts and bolts, really, and none of it is difficult. So there are different stages and let's go through them. Well, the first one you've got to do is find the property. Now, you know this is actually where many people give up. Well, if you can't find the property that fits your criteria and it's all too difficult and stressful and you're just not getting past the estate agent or whatever, go and find a saucer. If you're holding this property for 30 years plus, 
the money you're going to spend on buying that deal will be worth it because you've got going. It may never be your skill set. We can't all be good at everything. And I like sources. You know, I, I used to do it. I used to find and, and sell deals. Don't worry now, though. If I want one and there's someone in an area that I, I don't know, I'm going to use a saucer. Why am I going to spend time reinventing the wheel? So find the property. Then you've got to fund it. And this is where most of us fall down after a while, because unless you're very, very rich, in which case, you know, this does seem a bit bizarre to be doing this, you are going to run out of money, even if you are really good at getting all your money out every single time you do a deal, you just won't be able to move at the speed you want. So you're going to have to start a raising campaign. And we'll talk about that in another episode, because that's a fun thing in itself. And then you've got the actual buying process. Now, you can't do this for yourself unless you actually happen to be a solicitor. But you can be relentlessly helpful and join up all the dots and make sure that your property is not the one in three that fall out of bed because you're a property professional. You do not want to spend all this time having got to this point only for it to fall out of bed. I've been very lucky. Nothing has fallen out of bed. I've had one or two that have taken over a year to actually go from offer being accepted to going to exchange but I've got them there in the end. And that's because I just kept checking in all the time with both parties. And that makes all the difference because then you don't get forgotten. So you've bought it, you've got all the paperwork done and you've picked up the, the keys straight away. Now it's very psychological, isn't it, the keys? I meet a lot of people in my groups who will say just off the hand, oh yeah, I bought another property last week on Friday. And I go, oh, how exciting. What does it look like? You know, was it still in the good condition or whatever? Oh, I don't know. I didn't go into it. I haven't picked the keys up. This is the stuff, you know, the buying of the property. This is stuff that makes you really enthusiastic and want to leap out of bed every morning. I'm going to get the keys. If I can't pick them up myself, somebody else will. And then when I've got them in my hand, I know I've got a building. I know that's, that's quite childlike, but that's me. You know, I like to feel my property as well. So you've found a property, you've funded it, you've bought it. Well, that's actually all you need to do at that stage. You now need to bring in the revenue generating funds. So you've got to churn through the refurb bit as quickly as possible to get those tenants in. But you could now be buying number two whilst you got to this stage. So the next word is repeat. It's, it's a totally cookie cutter existence. You can just keep going. Now, if it was so easy, because you're thinking here, that Rachel, you've not told me to do anything particularly difficult. No, you, you know, forget that piece of information you were told as a child that it's got to be difficult to be worthwhile. This is very straightforward stuff. The reason why other people don't do it or succeed at it is they lose interest they haven't got their home lives organised, so their finances don't allow them to do this. Or they faff about. And there's a lot of faffing. Because a lot of people love the idea of being a solopreneur, but they don't actually want to do the work behind it. I know someone who won a house at auction, paid the deposit on the night, and then lost it because they never quite got round to doing the next bit of the paperwork. And 28 days later, they lost their deposit. Now, that's not very clever. Don't be one of those. Make sure that you follow every step and you keep engaged with it all and then you get it over the line and earning money. But before you even start this process, you know that you're in the mind space for buying and you want to build this portfolio. Well, get yourself into professional mode. So 
get everything together that will make you stand out from the crowd. Get your solicitor on board. So go and interview them. Find the one that can work at the timescale you want. Get signed up so you don't then have to go through the process of filling in all the forms and showing who you are. Make sure you've got a mortgage broker on board with you, one who understands investment buying, not someone who just deals with forever homes. Make sure your bank accounts are neat and tidy because you need to be taking a screenshot every single month of your bank account to prove you've got funds in there. And if you do it every month, you won't suddenly find that actually you've sent somebody a copy of it that's out of date because they like it in 12-week chunks, don't they? Make sure you've got a proper insurance broker ready to go, one who understands property development and property refurbishment so that you're always properly covered and you've got the right sort. And you just pick up the phone and go, I want package B. Simple as that. You don't want to be faffing around in the middle trying to get these things into place when you're competing against other people who've got it right, who've already got this stuff in place. So is portfolio building simple? Yes, it is. But it's the speed of growth that will make the difference to you. So what is your plan? How big do you want to grow? How fast do you want to grow? Now, most people, it has to be said, will only buy one house at a time for the first year because they're they're trying, you know, they're seeing how it all goes and what works and what doesn't. Then you'll go to a property meet as I do and get blown away by someone who goes, I'm going to have a challenge this year. I'm going to buy a house every single week for a year. That's 52 houses. And they did it. Well, that's a lot of work, but we watched with awe and amazement as he did so. Most of us never want to do that, but you can learn a lot from somebody who does things like that. So what in the process can you outsource? If you're going to scale and scaling is what's going to make a difference to you, you will realise after you've done the first one or two that you just don't have enough time to do six all on your own. You're going to have to outsource or build a team which you don't want to do as a a property solopreneur. Well, what are you going to outsource? Are you going to constantly use the deal sourcer or are you going to outsource the conveyancing bit? Get a VA, get those charts in order and then check in on her. Concentrate on the funding if that's your weakness. Find JVs. There are so, so many ways to work and to outsource as a solopreneur. And that's what makes it so much fun. Because when you're talking to others, you'll realise that no two people work alike. We all end up in the same place, but we don't work alike. And then, of course, you can income generate and bring down your borrowings by flipping every second or third property you buy, depending on the marketplace you're in and your attitude to risk and to mortgages and debt. So again, wow, all sorts of different ideas come into play. So you've got to find the deals, you've got to fund them, and you've then got to buy them and make make them yours. And then you've got to regenerate them and get the funds coming in. I keep saying these words to you because that's actually all you're doing. It's not that complicated. It's hard work. Plates do have to be spun. But this is the secret anyone can do it. And it's repeat, repeat, repeat. You've got to be confident in your plan, confident in your delivery, but you've mastered it. And you've then got to go, okay, I am now in the phase where I'm going to stop growing because we don't need to grow all the time. I'm in stage two. I'm in consolidation. What have I got? So every property has a story and this can blind us to how productive they are. But you need to keep asking yourself, is this still working for me? Do I need to change its function? Do I need to cash it in? 
Because, for instance, a three-bedroom terraced house can be a single let. It can also be a student minimo. It can be serviced accommodation. It can even be a holiday let. And that's one of the areas that people do find quite daunting, holiday lets. Well, why? I know there's a different taxing system and all the rest of it. That's, again, another episode. But it's just a, a house or a flat that you live in when you're on holiday. The buying of it, the funding of it, the income doesn't make any difference might be something you look, want to look into. There is no right and there is no wrong answer on what you want to do when you're building a portfolio. You might even want to throw some commercial into the mix. Oh, there's so many possibilities, aren't there? So it's never really going to get finished, is it, this whole building stuff, unless you have a time when you think, when I'm 60, I'm going to stop. You're either in a growth phase or you're in a consolidation phase or you're in a stabilisation paying down phase. And you can have all three going on at once, doing different things, because you don't want to wake up at 60 and discover that you're going to hand your buildings back because you haven't paid any of the mortgages down. You want to know what you're doing. This, to my mind, just fills me with joy. I mean, this is so exciting and it's so doable and anyone can do it. And at any point, you can ramp it up depending on the amount of money that you've actually got in your bank to do this, or you can quieten it down. So. Think year by year when you're writing your plans. How many are you going to buy this year? How many are you going to flip this year? What are you going to do? But work on the long term as well, which is 20 years. So in 20 years, I will be earning this amount of money from my property portfolio. And that, if you know it's 20 years, you won't get depressed because some of us come into the property market when it's absolutely roaring and it's a lot more difficult to buy. It's not impossible, but it's a bit more difficult. So you won't be able to buy everything at once in one year, but you'll be able to do lots of flips. So, you know, it does go up and down. It's up to you as to what you do. You've got to understand your skills. What is your strengths? Make sure you outsource your weaknesses. Generate more funds. Get going. So why does this property portfolio stuff matter? Well, it really is important for your long-term wealth. It's your asset base. It's actually the physical representation of all the work you've put into it. And that is marvellous. I've got a picture of every property I've ever been involved in sitting on a wall. It's my brag wall and I look at it regularly. And when things get tough, I just go, no, I can do this. I, I've done it before. I'll do it again. It's really lovely to see. Property is great fun. It will go on delivering the income. It's very addictive. Remember at the beginning of this, I said, you know, I was one of those people who went, I want X amount of income per month. Well, I've surpassed that, you know, quite early on because this stuff is really addictive. It's life changing, but it can go wrong. Values can go down as well as up. And that's why you need to constantly make sure you know what's in your portfolio and what it's doing. Where it is might be, make a difference to its values. And rules change. So when I first started, you couldn't flip because you had to hold your building for so long. Otherwise, you didn't get 100% of the funds back, you know, your profit. It was tapered relief. I can't remember how much it was, but it made quite a difference. But actually, if you're doing multiple flips, then you do earn money. But it's what you have to do to fulfill your plan within the time span that you're working. Things change. Well, you don't need an expensive third party to be in charge of all this. This is the great thing about being a property solopreneur. You can do all of this. You don't need somebody else helping you or holding your hand. You're in charge. You can exit it if you've built one, a portfolio, and you think, do you know, 
done this for the last five years and it's really not for me. You can exit by selling up. You pay your taxes and you move on. And you can do this without lots of people knowing your business. I know lots of people who have built very good portfolios, but unless you know they've done that and you talk to them, you've no idea. You just think they're really successful at their job because they've always got new cars, a great house and and do have lots of holidays. And you think, how do they do that on their salary? (laughs) It's because they've got a portfolio behind them. It can be a side activity. It doesn't have to be your full-time job. It can be a way of providing for your old age or providing for the next generation. It doesn't matter what size of portfolio you choose to make. The steps are absolutely the same. You find it, you fund it, you then refurbish it, and then you get the money in. Fantastic. You can go as big or as little as you want. But just get going. Start building your property portfolio. And if you do, you are going to be a wildly successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.